safe fans are available for our comfort and if you like to sit closer or farther away from a fan. But don't turn it off. <laughs> uh, but don't turn it off. Also, windows, if you like, can be open. Uh, anyone sitting next to a window, you feel that you want to open it and it'll make you more comfortable, go ahead and do so. Sometimes it seems not to make a whole lot of difference because you get a bit more air, but you get noise as well. We have not just a generator behind us. There's also sometimes a generator right here, uh, right here. But anyway, anyway. يلي بدو يقرب على المروحة يلي بدو يبعد يلي بدو يفتح الشباك يلي بدو يلي بدو يسكر. I was just thinking. One of the things that people have said about the virus, I don't know whether it's true because many things have been said, is that uh, when it's hot, there's less possibility of, uh, uh, of transmission. And when there's a shop, So this is why the government is cutting our electricity uh, uh, in the middle of the summer. It's because they want to take care of you. <laughs> uh, it's, they, it's because they want to take care of you. Uh, uh, and you thought it was, it was for another reason. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, our reading was from Acts chapter 18. And the passage that we read tells us about the ministry of Paul in the city uh, of Corinth. Uh, we hear of him coming to uh, this city, and we hear about a couple whom he met, Achilla and uh, Priscilla, and uh, how their presence in perhaps more than one way uh, ended up helping him in his uh, ministry. We hear about him reasoning in the synagogue, uh, verse uh, 4. And testifying in verse 5 uh, that Jesus was uh, the Christ. Verse 6, the response was that they blasphemed Jeddahu. They spoke against God, against the message of Paul, which of course was a message which the Lord had given, and possibly they spoke against Paul himself. Now when this happened, Paul said, your blood is on your own heads, uh, is on uh, your own heads. From henceforth I will go to the Gentiles. I will go to the Gentiles. Now if you think of that statement, it's not the kind of statement that made him additional friends uh, among the Jews who were present in Corinth. Your blood on your own heads. It's your responsibility. You're going to be judged. I will go to the Gentiles. Remember that generally speaking, the Jews did not have a great liking for the uh, Gentiles. And so, when Paul made the statement that is found in verse 6, it was probably a statement that led to even more hostility, even more enmity uh, on the part of uh, the Jews. And then what happened after that, verse 7, he departed from there and he entered into a certain man's house named Titus Justus, one who worshipped God and whose house 
was next to the synagogue. All right? So imagine that the restaurant over here is the synagogue. And he spoke the message of the Lord. He, he, uh, 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 he taught the message of the Lord. They rejected it. So then he came here. Titus, the house of Titus Justice, let's assume. And he was preaching and teaching a stone's throw away. A stone's throw away. Not uh, uh, five, six streets away. Not two, three neighborhoods away. He was preaching and teaching in the house of Titus Justice, which was right next to the synagogue. And, not just that, but Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed. So here is the leader of the synagogue, who with his family, with his house, have accepted the message. And of course, that means that they are no longer there. They are with Paul next door in the house of Titus Justus. And of course, as that's something that we rejoice in, that people respond and people hear. But again, think of the enmity and hostility which it generated. Uh, which uh, uh, it generated. A faithful presentation of uh, the message. And many responding, it says in verse 8, many of the Corinthians hearing, believed, and were uh, uh, baptized. A positive response, a clearly positive response from many, not from all. But the ones who reject, because of the fact that some people are responding, because of the fact that uh, people are coming to Christ, will have greater enmity and hostility. And that manifested itself in verses 12 through 17, where uh, the Bible says that the Jews made with one accord, uh, uh, united in this matter, uh, they made an attack against Paul. They brought him before the judgment seat of the Roman governor uh, Gallio. Oh, but none of this mattered to Paul, because he was some kind of superman. Because he was some kind of person who was never afraid of anything. Uh, not a moment in his life did he experience any kind of fear. No, that's not true. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 3, I was with you in weakness and in fear. And he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8, Brethren, I want you to know of the trouble we had in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength. This is chapter 1 and verse 8 of 2 Corinthians. We were pressed out of measure above strength insofar that we despaired of life. 2 Corinthians 7.5 when we came into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. We were troubled on every side. Outside, there were fightings, and inside, there were fears. 
ومن داخل مخاوف مخاوف Sometimes we think that if a person has any amount of fear that he has therefore failed utterly and completely and so we think that someone like Paul the apostle was never ever ever afraid but this idea this kind of thinking does not come from the bible Abraham said at one point the fear of god is not in this place laysa fi hadha al-mawdu' khawf Allah and so he himself became fearful the bible tells us that david was afraid of akish the king of gath khafa jiddan dawud min akish malik jid first kings chapter 19 and verse 3 tells us of elijah brave and bold running away for his life Uh, running away uh, for his life. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 3 tells us that Jehoshaphat feared. Now Jehoshaphat feared and he did something good. He set himself to seek the Lord. Uh, but nevertheless Jehoshaphat uh, feared. Psalm 55 verses 4 and 5. My heart is sore pained within me. the terrors of death are fallen upon me fearfulness and trembling are come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me as i was saying jehoshaphat gives us a good example regarding how to deal with fear psalm 34 and verse 4 i sought the lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears psalm 56 and verse 3 what time i am afraid i will trust in thee let's consider first of all this idea that those who serve god faithfully have to deal with fear if i want to follow the lord faithfully and especially if i want to share his word with others i will need to deal with fear i won't be the first and i won't be the last uh, either paul had fears How do we know that? Because the Lord appeared to him at night in a vision and said, "Don't be afraid." Now, does the Lord speak to people in dreams and visions in this day and age? I am not going to say that the Lord cannot do so. at the same time we have the lord's word we have uh, the lord's message we have what the lord said to paul and when he said it to paul he said it to you and he said it to me as well remember what the writer of the hebrews says regarding the word of solomon in the book of proverbs 
My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. When was Proverbs written? I don't remember exactly, but maybe, maybe Solomon was king. Was it around the year 900 BC? Maybe slightly before that. Now, what does the writer of Hebrews say to the Hebrews? He says, you have forgotten this exhortation which is addressed to you. You have forgotten this message which is for you. So when the Lord said it to him, he said it to you and to me. He said it to us. And it's not only here that the Lord says in his word to his children not to be afraid. If you look throughout the Bible at least a hundred times, at least a hundred times, you will find the message or the words, fear not or be not afraid. Just those words. And if you look at other places where the meaning itself is present, but not using those precise words, I think maybe you could easily double the number, and therefore, perhaps we can say 200 times. Hundreds of times, the Bible says, to God's children, God's word speaks to us, saying that we should not be afraid. Isaiah 41 and verse 10, fear not. For I am with thee. Isaiah 43 uh, and the beginning of the chapter. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine when you pass through the waters. When you pass through the rivers. When you go through the fire. I will uh, be uh, with you. We have this tendency to fear. Now, we can be afraid of different things. We can be afraid as we live faithfully for the Lord and as we deliver the message, as Paul was doing. We can be afraid of persecution. We can be afraid of persecution. We can be afraid of harm which comes our way in a very direct way as a result of sharing the message uh, with others. In this country, not a very long time ago, Brother Jamil Rifai uh, uh, and Sister Bonnie Witherall gave their lives. Gave uh, their lives for their faithfulness to the Lord and their faithfulness in particular in delivering uh, the message of the gospel. Before that, quite some time before that, uh, Brother Jamil Safouri, some people here might know and remember him, a man who attended this church and was faithful in delivering the message to others went missing, and then his body was found. None of these things move me, Paul the Apostle said. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received 
of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And in Acts 21 and verse 13, he said, Why do you weep and break my heart? I am willing not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10, Fear none of those things which you will suffer. Behold, the devil will cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Many times we are afraid of other things. We are afraid of things that, shall we say, are not as serious as what we have just mentioned. Sometimes we are afraid that people will make fun of us. That we will be the object of scorn and ridicule. It's said that there was a young preacher a long time ago who said, When a certain fine gentleman, known in the neighborhood, comes to church, I can't preach anymore. Somehow what this person, this fine gentleman, might think, as far as the preacher was concerned, what this fine gentleman might think was so important to him, this person might criticize, this person might hold a low opinion of him, Remember that Moses said, I can't talk properly. I have a slow tongue. I am slow of speech. He didn't say, I'm dumb. I cannot speak. I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. Of a slow tongue. So I can communicate the message. But if I am the one who must present this message, perhaps it will not be thought of highly, and perhaps I will not be thought of highly, because my manner of speaking is not at a certain level. Is not at a certain level. Jeremiah said, Jeremiah chapter 1 and beginning with verse 4. The Lord said to him, first of all, uh, Before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you and ordained you a prophet unto the nations. And Jeremiah said, Lord, I can't speak. I'm a child. But the Lord said, don't say that. Don't say I'm a child. You will go to all that I send you. And whatsoever I command you, that you shall speak. Don't be afraid of their faces. I'm with you to deliver you. I have put my words in your mouth. I have set you above nations and kingdoms. To root out, pull down, destroy, throw down, to build and to plant. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, 
they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They didn't speak in the most admirable of ways. And people who know Greek, the Greek of the time of the Lord Jesus Christ, can tell you that a book like First Peter, and I think also the writings of John, that this is not Greek of the highest order, but is that the important thing? Sometimes we think also that people are so rough, so wicked, so evil, why should I share the message with them? Why should I be faithful in declaring uh, this message? Doesn't the Bible tell us not to cast our pearls before swine? Now the Lord Jesus did make that statement in the Sermon on the Mount. But that doesn't mean that it applies to every situation. And that it can be used as an excuse in every uh, situation. If you think of the Lord Jesus, yes, there were times when he did not speak. One notable example, maybe the only one that comes to mind, at least right now, when he stood before Herod as part of his trial. But he spoke much more than he held his silence. He spoke much more than uh, being uh, quiet. He spoke to Nicodemus. And the next chapter he smoke, spoke to the Samaritan woman. What a difference between those two in the eyes of men and according to the standards of men. Yet the Lord Jesus spoke to this and that, to that man, and to that uh, lady. Oh, they are so evil, so wicked, they won't respond. They won't uh, respond. The Bible says, in Isaiah 65 and verse 1, I am sought of them that ask not for me, and I have found of them, I am found of them, who sought me not who sought uh, me uh, not. Romans 9, verses 25 and 26, as he says also in Hosea, I will call them my people, who were not my people, and I will call her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass, that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. They won't respond because they're evil, because they're wicked. The city of Corinth was a very evil and very wicked city. And the word Corinth was changed into a verb in Greek, basically to Corinthianize, meant to behave immorally. In that city, in that place, yes in that city, and in that place. Sometimes people are filled with fear. 
because they don't like to speak before others. I don't have the same forceful personality that Sister Vera does. I'm a very shy person. I'm very bashful. I am very humble. The truth is that we manage to open our mouth and speak of certain things. We manage to open our mouth and express an opinion about this subject or that subject. But all of a sudden, when it comes to the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, suddenly I lose my ability to speak. And I wrap it up in some kind of false uh, humility. A soldier needs to pick up his sword and march into battle. It is not humility on the part of a soldier to run away. To run away is treachery, disobedience, desertion, and cowardice. Not humility. The Lord Jesus said in Mark chapter 8 and verse 38, Whoever will be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. With uh, the holy angels. Soldiers who go to battle are afraid. They go anyway. They go anyway. Isaiah 35 and verse 4, Say to them who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will uh, come. God has not given us the spirit of fear, of, of fear excuse me, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I can be fearful in terms of living faithfully and especially in terms of delivering the message. I can be fearful of a particular kind of opposition, namely an opposition at home from those who are close to me, from father, mother, brother, sister, from wife, husband, from children. The Lord Jesus addressed this. He said, I'm not come to make peace on the earth. I'm come to set a man at variance against his father, the daughter against her mother, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 29, he spoke of people forsaking houses and brethren and sisters and father and mother and wife and children and lands for his name's sake. Psalm 27 and verse 10, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And the Lord Jesus knew what it was like to have friends and family arrayed against him. Mark chapter 3 says that his relatives heard of his ministry. And it says uh, that they went out to lay hold on him because they said, he's beside himself. He's crazy. And later on in that same chapter, Mark chapter 3, uh, the Bible uh, tells us, that he was teaching in a certain place, and he was told, your mother and your brothers are outside. Are outside, and they seek you. I can be afraid 
of persecution, I can be afraid of criticism, I can be afraid uh, uh, of rejection, I can be uh, afraid because of some kind of timidity or stage fright, I can be afraid because of opposition at home from those near uh, and dear. Now, all these fears, they exist and they are real. The Bible tells us about them. But at the same time, the Bible tells us that perfect love casts out fear. God has not given us uh, the spirit of, uh, of fear. Uh, what should we do? Do not be afraid, but speak and hold not your peace. Speak and hold not your peace. It is natural to speak. The Bible says in the Old Testament, I believed and therefore I have what? I have spoken. Amant, ولذلك تكلمت. And Paul quotes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and he says, we have the same spirit, 2 Corinthians 4.13, we have the same spirit of faith, نفس روح الإيمان, according as it is written, حسب المكتوب, I believed and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak, and therefore speak. The Old Testament also says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Psalm 107 and verse 2, لِيَقُلْ مَفْدِيُّ الرَّبْ Here's a modern translation of that same verse, Psalm 107 and verse 2. Has the Lord, has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others. He has saved you from your enemies. Acts 4, 19 and 20. Whether it's right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God. Judge ye. Judge ye. We cannot but speak of the things which we have seen and uh, heard. Uh, the things which we have seen and, uh, and heard. Zacharias, for a while, was deaf. Uh, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. He didn't believe, and so the Lord arranged for him temporarily not to speak. But, thankfully, it was temporary. Uh, it was temporary. That's what the, the Lord told him. And when the time came for him to speak, we can turn to the end of Luke chapter 1, and he gave this very nice and lengthy statement. One can imagine that uh, for around nine months, uh, he had been what? He'd been saying to himself, when I speak, I'm going to really let loose. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to really have something uh, to say. Uh, we should speak, because it's natural. We should speak, because we are debtors. Because there is a certain indebtedness that uh, we have. 
Now, when a person is indebted, he is under an obligation. There is a duty involved. And Paul says, I am a debtor to the Greeks and to the barbarians. That's everyone. To the wise and to the unwise. Romans chapter 1 verse 14. Madiun lil yunaniyin wal barabira. Lil wal jualla. And though I preach the gospel, 1 Corinthians 9.16, I don't have anything to glory of. Because necessity is laid upon me. Woe is me if I preach not uh, the gospel. Uh, I endure all things. Second Timothy 2.10 Timotheus uh, I endure all things for the elect's sake so that they will obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I endure things for the sake of those who must hear an obligation, a, a duty. Given a message, we should not hide it. Given a talent, we should not bury it in the ground. Given a light, we should not put it under a bushel. The Bible says, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. The two great commandments, sharing God's word, is in obedience to the first and to the second commandment. To love God and to love our uh, neighbor. Otherwise we are saying with Jonah that we want people to perish. We look at the book of Jonah and we say, How could Jonah have this mindset? How could Jonah think in this way? But practically, we stand with him. The Bible says, watchman on the wall, trumpet in hand, enemy coming. What needs to happen? The trumpet of warning must be blown. Otherwise, blood will be required at my hand. Debtors to those uh, who need to hear the message. Debtors also to those who have invested in us, in you and in me. Now, depending on a person's experience and depending on how things have worked out for them, things will vary. But it is true of many of us that we have heard hundreds of hours of Sunday school lessons and Bible lessons and preaching and teaching. And these hundreds of hours which we have heard have involved thousands of hours behind them of preparation of various kinds. Parents and Sunday school teachers and pastors have spoken to me and I owe it to them to pass this message on to others. I owe it to 
people in the past who have written books which I benefit from. Was it easy for them to write a book? No. I owe it to everyone whose testimony in some way or the other has encouraged me and played a role either in my coming to the Lord Jesus Christ or in uh, my growth as a believer. I owe it to people who put me in their car and took me to church to put others in my car and take them to church. Others play the role in sharing the message. In some sense, this is the way that the faith will continue and be kept alive through time. That message has reached me. I am a debtor to them. I am a debtor to them. Don't be afraid, but speak and hold your peace. Some encouraging considerations, which I want to close with, I am with you. I am with you. Uh, verse uh, 10. I am with you always, even unto the end of uh, the world. Of course, what preceded that, go and teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and I am with you always. No man will set on you to harm you. They rose up against Paul. They brought him before the judgment seat. Not just his ministry, but quite possibly his life was in the balance. Who knows what the governor will say. Paul was about to open his mouth. Verse 14. But the Lord moved in a special uh, way. Turned the tables on uh, those who carried out the attack. Gallio dismissed them, uh, the proconsul, from before the uh, judgment seat. Some people believe that this was an important decision that may have served as a precedent elsewhere. القرار من قبل غليون البعض بيقولوا عنه إنه كان له أهمية كان ممكن إنه خدم كسابقة بغير ظروف وبغير محلات. The tables were turned, the head of the synagogue, the chief ruler of the synagogue, a man called Sosthenes, was taken and beaten uh, himself. Now that wasn't a great thing, and I don't think Paul was very happy uh, about it. That's what other people did. Uh, but later on, what does it say in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 1? It says, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and Sosthenes are brother. So Crispus first head of the synagogue believed and after him Sosthenes who became head of the synagogue also believed. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper the Bible says. What does the Lord say? He says no man will set on you to uh, hurt you. Uh, to hurt you. Now, someone might say, do I have that same promise? You have the promise that the Lord will be with you. And that whatever done will not harm you. Remember, the greatest harm is the harm to the heart and the harm to the spirit. And the Lord will keep us. And the Bible says, no evil 
will befall the righteous man. When we're being faithful, we're doing what's right. And what comes our way is the very best. Uh, is the uh, very uh, best. Uh, no man will set on you to hurt you. I have many people in this city. The Lord knows who are uh, his. The Lord knows that people will hear and respond. God has a plan. God has an elect. God has a chosen group. Paul, you're not going to Corinth just because we have a game, a board game that we used to play when we were young. And now I've, I've introduced the girls to it. It's called Go. It's a travel game. Uh, you get to travel to different places and you, uh, you're supposed to change money into the currency of that place and buy a souvenir. And uh, uh, as you travel, there are spots that you can land on, red spots, where you have to pick a risk card. All right? So, you're traveling, let's say, from London to Paris in the game. You land on a red spot, you pull, you take one of the risk cards, it says, you are blown to New Zealand. <laughs> so, it was your thinking that you were going to be going from London to Paris, you end up, you know, somewhere completely different, all right? By mistake, so to speak, by chance. Paul, you are not in Corinth just because, by chance, all right? It happened to be the closest city. You're there because God has a plan, because God has a purpose, because God has a people. And so spread that net. And there will be a catch. And God has said that his word will not return to him void. Not just the people, but many people in this city. Wicked Corinth, known for its immorality and also for its idolatry. Many people in this city. It is God's plan and, uh, and purpose. Speak, and do not hold your peace. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. By me the preaching might be fully known, and all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord will deliver me out of every evil work. And will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Where should fear be? Fear should be set aside. Don't be afraid, Paul. Don't be afraid. Elijah was a man like passions, as we are. Paul was a human being, believe it or not. And he was afraid. 
and there was opposition, and there was blasphemy, and it did result in an attack. Don't be afraid. Speak. Don't hold your peace. I'm with you. I am with you. No man will set on you. The Lord is there. I have many people. Many people in this city. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your servant Paul. We thank you, Lord, for his ministry, for his sacrifices, for that spirit which he showed as he delivered your message faithfully. And these things, we believe, are recorded for us, for our learning and for our admonition. And so we pray that you would help us to heed this same word, to be not afraid, to hold not our peace, to know that you are with us and your hand, your protecting hand is greater than any other hand and to know that you have a purpose and a plan and that your word proclaimed, set forth, will not return void, but will accomplish that purpose. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to know that this message is given to us not to be buried in the ground, that this light is given to us not to be hidden under a bushel, We pray that the light would shine, that the glorious message of our great Redeemer and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, delivered unto us by others, and we thank you for them. We pray that you would help us to deliver it in turn, faithfully, and to know that there will be a harvest and that you will be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.